All right. So we are on chapter 23, Maharaj Prithu going back home. At the last stage of his life, when Maharaj Prithu saw himself getting old, the great soul who was the king of the world divided whatever opulence he had accumulated amongst all kinds of living entities, moving and non-moving. He arranged pensions for everyone according to religious principles and after executing the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, in complete coordination with him, he dedicated his son unto the earth which was considered to be his daughter. Then Maharaj Prithu left the presence of his citizen who were almost lamenting and crying from feeling separation from the king and went to the forest alone with his wife to perform austerities. Here we are talking about the third stage of life which is called Vanaprastashrama. The entity called Maharaj Prithu is an avatar, is a great avatar of Krishna himself which was already mentioned in the previous book that we were doing. As an avatar of Vishnu or Krishna, his job was to take care of his kingdom, that is his Swadharma. So if you remember in the last uh, three chapters, he was doing his Swadharma, ruling the king, kingdom. And he had to do it in the way prescribed by the Lord. So that was the second part of his life which is called Grahastashram. He was performing his duties perfectly to the T. Even if it is Sri Krishna, he has to perform his duties. So here also he was performing his duties. Then he comes to the next part of his life which is called a Vanaprastashram. Why is it mentioned is the last stage of life is because you leave your active life and you move towards the Vana. Vana means forest. So you move towards the forest that means you give up active Grahasti. So what, what happens to King Prithu was, he has become very old, saw himself getting old. He was a great soul who was the king of the world. So till that time, till he leaves the kingdom, he is supposed to rule the kingdom, which is what he was doing. It was, what he did was, once you reach the stage of Gahastashram to Vanaprastashram, you hand over the reins to the next in command. You don't keep on ruling that place at all. You hand over the reins to the next in command. That is his sons and all. He hands over. All the opulences which were his personal property, he gives it away. That means whatever that is his own, he just hands over to different, different people. And he arranged pensions for everyone according to religious principles. If you recollect, even in Sai Baba's Bhoti, we were doing that there were, there were pensions given to even the old people. Here also it is the same thing. You give a certain amount of property, you give certain amount of land, something like that so that their future can be safe, you know. That is it. After executing the orders of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. If you recollect the first chapter that we did in this canto. Chapter 20. I think 20th or 21st, it is chapter 20th and the 21st chapter, it is Sri Krishna who himself had given the orders to him. Krishna had actually ordered King Prithu, this is what you are supposed to do and exactly what he was doing. 
and after executing the orders of supreme personality of godhead in coordination with him that means you work hand in hand with the lord whatever that he wills you do according to whatever he wills you to do he then dedicated the sun to the earth so what he did he took his land and he gave the entire land which was there to his son and then he arranged his daughter which was considered to be his daughter what was considered the land was considered to be his daughter then he left the citizens and he went to the jungles with his wife to perform austerities after retiring from family life maharaj prithu strictly followed the regulations of retired life and underwent severe austerities in the forest so those who take up vanaprastashram they are supposed to go and do austerities austerities means they are supposed to do all that means you stay in the jungles you have a, a small kutia over there water has to be filled everything that is needed in that particular place you know they do sit for meditation take the name of the god do all sorts of things that are necessary at that point in time he engaged in these activities as seriously as he had formerly engaged in leading the government and conquering everyone so every ashram that he was in ashram doesn't mean the ashram where you stay ashram is vanaprastha ashram and grahastha ashram so in every ashrama of his life he did his duties seriously he took his activities very very seriously and he did what was meant for to be done that means in the earlier stage of his life he was leading the government and conquering everyone that is his swadharma which he was doing in the tapavana maharaj prithu sometimes ate the trunks or the roots of the trees and sometimes he ate fruits and dried leaves and for some weeks he drank only water finally he lived simply by breathing the air following the principles of the forest living and the footsteps of the great sages and the munis prithu maharaj accepted five kinds of heating process during the summer seasons exposing himself to torrents of rain in the rainy season and in the winter stood in water up to the neck he also used to simply lie down on the floor to sleep now why why was he doing that he was doing that because he never had an active guru in his life till just now we have not understood that he has a guru but his instructions came from krishna himself so he was following the instructions but there was no guru so so what happens is you follow the path that is prescribed as per the scriptures and what do the scriptures say this is what the scriptures say you have to torment yourself literally you have to make your body very very austere he used to simply lie down on the floor to sleep maharaj prithu underwent all kinds of severe austerities in order to control his words and his senses to refrain from discharging the semen and to control the life air within his body all this he did for the satisfaction of krishna he had no other purpose again a very important line that everything that you do you do it only for krishna's sake so what did he do he performed very severe austerities and he kept to himself and that is the only purpose of his life what he was doing was everything was dedicated to the divine lord by thus practicing severe austerities maharaj prithu gradually became steadfast in spiritual life remember till just now he has not had a spiritual guru so you follow the path laid down by the shastras by the vedas and all and once you have done that you follow what is called as a very very strict path laid down for austerities 
as a sannyas ashram whatever you are supposed to do so he reaches steadfast in spiritual life and completely free from desires of fruitive activities fruitive activities are there till you are in a grahasthi once grahastha ashram is left and you go to vanaprastha ashram no fruitive activities have to be t- undertaken he also practice breathing exercises to control his mind and senses again breathing exercises that is pranayam and hatha yoga both these put together he was doing by such control he became completely free from desires of fruitive activities you have to use external methodology for reaching this state of reaching this particular stage where there are no desires are left thus the best among human beings maharaj prithu followed the path of spiritual advancement which was advised by sanat kumara that is to say he worship the supreme personality of godhead krishna maharaj prithu thus engaged completely in devotional service executing the rules and regulations strictly according to the principles 24 hours daily thus his love and devotion unto the supreme personality of godhead krishna developed and became unflinching and fixed by regularly discharging devotional service prithu maharaj became transcendental in mind and could therefore constantly think of the lotus feet of the lord because of this he became completely detached and attained perfect knowledge by which he could transcend all doubts thus he was free from the clutches of false ego and the material conception of life in today's day and age we do not have a one to go for one prastashram so the prescribed manner which sri krishna himself had mentioned has been mentioned by even narad muni is to follow the devotional path the devotional path has been very clearly envisaged to us by our ancient past gurus including ramakrishna paramahansa in the last 100 years ago sai baba so you stay in your place wherever you are whichever place that you are in you don't have to go to some one or some kind of a forest you stay in that place be in your grahasthi keep your mind on the name of the lord and do your duties if you follow the bhagavad gita in the bhagavad gita krishna had very clearly told you what are the duties the three d's are very important first is called dispassion you have to perform your material worldly duties but dispassionately you should not be attached to anyone in your life detachment from material worldly life and attachment to the lord alone detachment also from the fruits of action you should not be bothered about what is going to come out of it you are only supposed to follow what you are supposed to follow that what that comes to you naturally and the third and not not the last one is called discrimination knowing that everything is krishna alone besides that nothing has to be followed so here also except for going to the jungles where we don't have any the city itself is a jungle so what we have to do is we have to follow the devotional path in our own habitats okay i'm sorry there was something which was there so when you have completely detached and attained perfect knowledge by all transcend all doubts it is only when you sublimate the mind 
when you can transcend the mind that means sublimate the mind every time when you have your mind coming into the picture what is happening you are under the last line you are under the clutches of false ego and material conception of life when the mind comes into play or both these things are always there which is called your false ego is there i am the doer i did this i did that this is what i am doing and the material conception of life i am so and so i am somebody's husband somebody's wife i am somebody's child i am somebody's mother somebody's father this is called false ego and material conception of life when does this happen when you are not able to overcome the mind the moment you are able to overcome the mind that time you will constantly be at the feet of the lord this is this particular verse when he became completely free from the conception of bodily life maharaj prithu realized lord krishna sitting in everybody's heart as the paramatma being thus able to get all instructions from him he gave up all practices of yoga and jnana it is only when you reach the state of realization of god what is called as god realization or realization of the self that you do not need to practice any of these things which is called jnana yoga or that which is another part of a yoga which is all other you know jnana karma and bhakti you have you can give up everything you can give up your books you can give up everything only when you come to the stage of enlightenment or god realization till that time you are you cannot do any of this thing he was not even interested in the perfection of the yoga and the jnana system for he thoroughly realized that devotional service to krishna is the ultimate goal in life and thus unless the yogis and the jnanis become attracted to krishna katha their illusions concerning existence can never be dispelled so listening to the stories of the lord what is devotional service devotional service is always being lost in the name of krishna secondly listening to the stories of the lord and always keeping your mind constantly on him alone in due course of time when prithu maharaj was given up to his body he fixed his mind firmly upon the lotus feet of krishna and thus completely situated in the brahma bhuta platform he gave up the material body now this is a word over here which says brahma bhuta now what does it mean see bhut is elements isn't it bhutas are elements we all know about there are these five elements that are there that is what is trapping us to the material realm isn't it all these uh, elementary things they are trapping us in the material realm the body body is made of panchabhutas it is telling you i am the body i am the body i am the body constantly it is telling you that the release from this the release from the body when you actually overcome the body overcoming the body and reaching the state of the brahmanyana that particular place realization comes into the picture immediately the first overcoming the body is very very important so he has to give up the body that's what he says giving up the body he fixed his mind firmly at the lotus feet of krishna in sai baba's satcharitra it is mentioned you surrender to the feet of the guru and then whatever the guru commands is what you do 
and this is where you get your liberation or what we call as God realization. When Maharaj Prithu practiced a particular yogic posture, he blocked the doors of his anus with his ankles. And those who have learned this technique from me, I wouldn't advise you to follow that. But this is a technique which is the muladhara, the bandha. Bandha means the lock exercise at the anus. Okay. With his ankles, pressed his right and the left calves and gradually raised his light air upwards. That means the prana shakti is raised upwards by blocking that canal over there. You remember everything flows downwards so you block it at that particular place and make it rise above. Passing it to the circle of his navel that is the second bandha is over there. You execute the second bandha at just two inches above the navel which is called the place where the surya the basically that particular nadi which is there we need to catch again up to his heart and throat the throat is the next lock as we call it and finally push it upwards to the central position between his two eyebrows what is it that you do you raise your kundalini from the lower realms of muladhara to the chakra between your eyes you can raise it if you are a yogi in this way Prithu Maharaj gradually raised the air of life up to the hole in his skull the hole in the skull as I had mentioned to you all it is always there when a child is born if you recollect there is a very tiny very tiny spot which is very very soft the then the skull closes over there that is the place where the person can release himself from so gradually emerge the air of his life with the totality of air his body with the totality of the earth and his fire within his body with the totality of fire so what do you do the elements in your body are offered back to the system back to the system remember there are five elements in the body your body is made up of five elements so you offer them back to the material world in this way according to the different positions of the various parts of the body Maharaj Prithu merged the holes of his senses with the sky his bodily liquids such as blood and various secretions with the totality of water and he merged the earth with water then water with fire fire with air air with sky and so on that is going backwards if you recollect in the tattva bodh we had done how this tanmatras if you recollect the tanmatras how one mixes with the other one eighth of this one sixteenth of this i don't know whether you will recollect but this is how we had done that particular formula and it started creating one into another into another into another so you went so he is now doing it in the reverse order where the earth merges with the water, water with fire, fire with air, air with sky and so on. He amalgamated the mind with the senses and the senses with the sense objects. So you mix the mind with the senses and the senses with the sense objects according to their respective positions. Respective position, the ear, the nose, everything is in his respective position, isn't it? So you merge all these things. This is the final release of the soul by the way so he is merging this slowly slowly this is a technique which is done by the yogis amalgamated and he also amalgamated the material ego with the total material energy mahat tattva if you recollect again 
his material energy total all the material energy that was there within him he merges it into the mahatatva prithu maharaj then offered the total designation of the living entity unto the supreme controller of illusory energy who is the supreme controller of illusory energy shri krishna is and what is the illusory energy maya maya is the one who controls all this that is the prakriti it's also called a prakriti as well in one of the forms so he merges everything back into the prakriti being released from the designation by which the living entity become entrapped he became free by knowledge and renunciation and by the spiritual force of the devotional service in this way being situated in the original constitutional position of krishna consciousness he gave up his body as a prabhu or controller of the senses so what does he do you will find that what he does is what does he contain the only thing that he contains is called the supreme divine knowledge you carry only the knowledge with you this knowledge which is the material knowledge is given back to the material world what you do is you take every bhuta put it back in that everything that you take you put it back in that the only thing that is remaining with you is called the devotional service and this is called the knowledge which is going to take you out of this system towards the devotion of the lord so he became free of knowledge and renunciation material worldly knowledge was thrown back renunciation was again discarded over there and by the spiritual force when you have the spiritual knowledge the gains that are there you go into the devotional service so you only render devotional service to the lord that is it that is remaining over there he is not interested in doing any other thing but offering that in this way he became one with krishna the queen the wife of maharaj prithu whose name was achi followed her husband into the forest since she was a queen her body was very delicate although she did not deserve to live in the forest she voluntarily touched her lotus feet to the ground although she was not accustomed to such difficulties queen archi followed her husband in the regulative principles of living in the forest like great sages she lay down on the ground and ate only fruits flowers and leaves and because she was not fit for these activities she became frail and thin yet because of the pleasure she derived in serving her husband she did not feel any difficulties when queen archi saw that her husband who had been so merciful to her and the earth no longer showed symptoms of life she lamented for a little while and then built a fire fiery pyre on top of the hill and placed the body of her husband on it so what she does once she realizes that her husband has left the body because he has given up these heirs to his different different places okay finally he has surrendered to the divine feet of the lord so what does she do she builds a pyre in the and then she puts his body over there after the that queen executed the necessary funerary functions and offered oblations of water after bathing in the river she offered obeisances to various demigods situated in the sky in different planetary system she then circumambulated the fire and while thinking of the lotus feet of her husband entered its flames today's day this doesn't work because this kind of a thing which is called sati is by itself is not allowed in india or for that matter anywhere in the world it is a crime those who abet this kind of crimes also can go to jail this is a crime as far as the government of this country is concerned so this happened during the 
टाइम्स ऑफ 1947 व्हेन द न्यू लॉज केम इनटू इफेक्ट अंबेडकर बाबा साहेब अंबेडकर एंड वेरियस अदर ल्यूमिनर्स वर रिस्पॉन्सिबल फॉर गेटिंग दिस थिंग इम्प्लीमेंटेड इन द कॉन्स्टिट्यूशन एंड प्रीवियस टू दैट दे वर दोस्त फ्रॉम द ब्रह्मो समाज फ्रॉम द आर्य समाज दे वर वेरी वेरी इंस्ट्रूमेंटल इन गेटिंग दिस एबॉलिश द राइट्स ऑफ सती But during this yuga, remember this is not the yuga from today. It was that yuga when the woman could go and put herself into the fire because she thought her husband was the god. Today you ask any woman in this world whether you consider your husband as the god and the first answer she will give you what he better consider me as the goddess first. <laughs> Isn't it? So that is the first thing that she will say. you have to give me equality as far as that is concerned after observing the brave act performed by the chest wife archie the wife of the great king prithu many thousands of the wives of the demigods along with their husbands offered prayers to the queen for they were very much satisfied at that time the demigods were situated on the top of the mandara hill and all their wives began to shower flowers on the funeral pyre and began to talk amongst themselves as follows the wife of the demigod said all glories to queen archie we can see that the queen of the great king prithu the emperor of all the kings of the world has served her husband with mind speech and body exactly as the goddess of fortune serves the supreme personality of godhead that is yagnesha or vishnu the wives of the demigods continued just see how this chaste lady archie by dint of her inconceivable pious activities is still following her husband upwards as far as we can see in the material world every human being has a short span of life but those who are engaged in the devotional service go back home back to godhead for they are actually on the path of liberation for such person there is nothing which is not available it is only for the troop of sri krishna himself those who come from this golok vrindavana those who come on this earth they are always situated in the devotional aspect of the lord and they always go back to him any person who engages himself within the material world in performing activities that necessitates great struggle and who after obtaining a human life form of life which is a chance to attain liberation from miseries undertakes the difficult task of fruitive activities must be considered to be cheated and envious of his own self so what has happened it is mentioned that first and foremost the life that you have got which is like a human life it has to be served for a particular purpose the purpose is very much to reach the state of devotion for the divine lord the great sage maitreya continued speaking my dear vadura when the wives of the denizens of the heaven were thus talking among themselves queen archi reached the planet which her husband maharaj prithu the topmost self realized soul had attained maitreya continued the greatest of all devotees maharaj prithu was very powerful and his character was liberal magnificent and magnanimous thus i have described him to you as far as possible any person who describes the great characteristics of king prithu with faith and determination whether he reads or hears them himself or helps other to hear of them is certain to attain the very planet which maharaj prithu has attained in other words such a person also returns home to the vaikuntha planet back to the godhead if one hears the characteristics of prithu maharaj and is brahmana and he becomes perfectly qualified with brahmanical powers if he is a kshatriya he becomes king of this world if he is a vaishya he becomes a master of other vaishyas and many animals and if he is a shudra he becomes a topmost devotee 
it does not matter whether one is a man or a woman anyone with great respect hears the narration of maharaj prithu will become the father of many children if he is without children and will become the richest man if he is without money so those who listen to this particular story they can have their wishes fulfilled also one who hears his narration three times will become very reputable if he is not recognized in society and he will become a great scholar if he is illiterate in other words hearing of the narration of prithu maharaj is so auspicious that it drives away all the bad luck by hearing the narration of maharaj prithu one can become great increase the duration of life great promotions to the heavenly planets and counteract the contamination of the age of kali very great mention over here the contaminations of the age of kali remember this is something which i will talk to you once i finish this paragraph in addition one can promote the causes of religion economic development sense gratification and liberation therefore from all sides it is advisable for a materialistic person who is interested in such a thing to read and hear the narration of the life and character of prithu maharaj what is the contamination of the age of kali the contamination of the age of kali is called atheism you will never be hearing about the name of the lord after this again because it becomes a yuga of atheistic work world the name of the lord is started coming off from there this particular world is now controlled by a completely different kind of species and they have both started doing the same thing which was done by the at the beginning of the kali yuga everything that a man was doing has been now done by the woman she matches him power to power she grows very strong she becomes so strong that once the krishna kali yuga is over which is going to last for another 2000 more years the yuga of kali rises kali is all about power is all about liquor is all about all sorts of activities which are contained which will lead a person towards sense gratification the economic development will be very very fast but the more amount of money comes the more amount of destruction starts and then religion doesn't last the religion will be completely destroyed from this planet earth everybody will be becoming irreligious and this is where we are leading if a king who is desirous of attaining victory and ruling power chants the name of prithu maharaj three times before going forth on this chariot all subordinate kings will automatically render all kinds of taxes unto him as they render unto maharaj prithu simply upon his order a pure devotee who is executing the different process of devotional service may be situated in the transcendental position being completely absorbed in krishna consciousness but even he while discharging devotional service must hear read and induce others to hear about the characters of life of prithu maharaj the great sage maitreya continued my dear vidura i have as far as possible spoken the narration about prithu maharaj which enriches one's devotional attitude whoever takes advantage of this benefit also goes back home back to godhead like maharaj prithu whoever with great reverence and adoration regularly reads chants and describes the history of prithu maharaj's activities will certainly increase unflinching faith and attraction for the lotus feet of the lord the lord's lotus feet are the boat by which one can cross the ocean of nescience this ends 
the chapter 4 canto 23rd chapter of the shrimad bhagavatam entitled maharaj prithus going back home so we have just finished this chapter we shall be doing the next chapter tomorrow so if there are any questions you can ask